Welcome back to another episode of One Shot, One Quill, everyone's single favorite podcast hosted by me and Ben. Also, the everyone's everyone's single podcast hosted by you and me. Want to kind of flavor it like that? I, you could probably go find some old SoundCloud ones we did in high school. I'm not going to tell you their no, names. No, I deleted but like, those. I at least deleted the one that is connected to the email that I needed yeah, to the, get Yeah, the ones the you Twitter had the account. power to delete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know too tragically well there are too many things that I can't delete because I forgot the email to them. Don't come up with proprietary emails for uh, childhood uh, uh, <laughs> internet projects. It's Nobody needed the official email for my, like, Let's Play channel when I was in freshman year of high school. Nobody needed... I wasn't getting, like, reach outs from Vox that I had to... The DMs won't do. I've got to funnel out the official contact to my, uh, to my official email address. Nobody wanted that. You're, you're telling me Kotaku never emailed gmail.com to ask you to Oops. do an official article censored oops i censored that <laughs> <laughs> nobody will ever know ben what is this show that we're doing right now oh uh this show is a tabletop rpg one shot brainstorming podcast in which we take one premise and two items all suggested by the audience we randomly roll them off of a table we mission mash them together come up with a one-shot adventure that you can then finish yourself ben we have eight premises this week. Can you roll me a D8? I can. Um, if I were to roll you a D8, it would probably come out as a six. A six? A map leading to the legendary Shield of Praetor has been found. It states that the shield is in the cave of a Draco Lich. The map was sent by the Draco Lich's minions in the hopes of freeing their master who is sealed magically into his cave. Uh, let me break down some elements of that that I understood. Okay. Shield of Praetor is more or less just a shield that belonged to a paladin named Praetor. It is a legendary artifact, I'm pretty sure. It, it's a bomb-ass shield. Like, in the 5e equivalent, let's say it's a plus two shield. For the great shield and whatever spells or powers come with it, you are compelled, after wielding it, to do a quest for a lawful good deity once per year. Okay. Which, for some, is like a perk. If you're a paladin and you find this thing, you're like, great, I don't need to keep resume hunting. That is job security. So, uh... Magnificent legendary artifact, uh, bait and switch, freeing a Draco Lich from its prison. That's our premise. Um, do we have any items to go with this? We have, uh, I believe, five options this week. Uh, what about a one? A toxic, in quotes, dagger, which pushes into the handle when used by the attuned user. It's like a prank knife. Essentially being fake and non-deadly. Non-deadly. <laughs> okay. Nice. So it's a bad, so it's a butter knife is what this is. But still inflicts damage when used by anybody else. This is a dagger that if you hold on to it too long, turns into a prop dagger, essentially. I'm thinking, rather than it being a regular old knife that you have to attune to it to get its powers, I think you just trick the player into thinking it doesn't even require attunement, and the next time that they, like, short rest with it in their possession, that's when the curse kicks in via attunement. I think that could be something. Um, and I like that for reasons we will get into after we pick out our second item. Ben, what would that okay. be? Okay. Um, that second item will be a four. The Hose of Flight. A flexible leather hose that has an inner diameter of eight inches that can expand or shrink between three to ten feet. On one end, items can be placed in and come flying out the other end, 30 feet per round, uh, and will continue flying until landing or colliding with another object. So a potato cannon? Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> it is a flexible potato cannon. And who else should suggest that but Andy, who I believe has probably built a potato cannon at his job. Um, <laughs> I, you you were describing it, and I was like, is this supposed to be a magical potato cannon? When I saw the title of it and, and, and read no further, as I do, I'm honor bound not to think too hard about these mm. until they come up in an episode. When I first read the title, I thought that this was just like a hose that hooked up to a backpack and you held it at the ground. And if you sprayed it, you could fly up into the air. But uh, I'm glad that's not what it is because that would be too close to the slide flute. (laughs) Does it specify that it has to be an item that goes through it? Because otherwise I'm just thinking, could you like yeet yourself or an enemy? You could probably fit a creature in there. I I don't see why you couldn't because it says it can expand up to like three to 10 feet. (laughs) 30 feet per round, too. That's, uh, I mean, like, that would hurt. That's like running full force into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> so, with these two items in mind, I don't know how the hose of flight's necessarily going to play in, but, but I know the toxic dagger okay. and our bait-and-switch premise fit very well for an idea you and I had, because the 5e official adventure Wild Beyond the Witchlight just dropped today, so... Uh, Given we don't have a copy of the book, we can't exactly spin up some directly related content, but we figured why not do a Feywild kind of thing this week. It's also an adventure, so it's not like Van Richten's guide, but we could release something that could be, you know, some sort of companion to Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Dracolich, bait and switch, it's all... It just, it reeks of Feywild. <laughs> I know we don't normally do this, but I think you just came up with the title. <laughs> Draco Lich Bait and Switch. <laughs> I'm so honored that you would let me do that just at the offset. <laughs> yeah. Normally you make me write it down on a piece of paper and you say, Spencer, you fucked up. You're supposed to save that for the end. Now eat the paper. And then I do. <laughs> we have Hose of Flight, Toxic Prank Dagger, and the Draco Lich Ultimate Prank. Why don't we uh, why don't we get to Kraken? What what's what's so, the first thing that jumps to your head? I don't really know how we justify this, but like you've got to travel through the Feywild to get there, and then once you're there, it breaks whatever the barrier that's keeping him in is. There's this concept for a, a Feywild adventure hook I was reading about um, that's kind of like that. It, it's a trickery map, so it's a map that on the material plane seems to illustrate you going absolutely nowhere value like it takes you to some barren salt flats that if you dug straight down you'd get nowhere but the thing about the Feywild is it's kind of one of those mirror dimensions or how would you put it parallel planes um, that's basically existing in tandem with the material plane and so the map in the material plane doesn't seem to lead anywhere but if you view the map in the Feywild it leads you to a completely different biome wherein there are things that make sense and reasons you'd want to be there. So maybe that's the thing is like, maybe this map was in the hands of a treasure hunter on the surface. They stumbled through a Feywild gate. They were immediately killed by a blink dog. (laughs) And then your party finds that map. They're like, oh, hot damn. Okay. Are you suggesting that this map goes through the Feywild or that it like only works in the Feywild? I'm suggesting it only works in the Feywild. Okay. Uh... Then how do we get them there, I think would be the... There's two ways you can do that opening. Either the characters are already in the premise of Wild Beyond the Witchlight, and so they they can just stumble into it in the Feywild. Like, there are these kind of dimensional gates, as I understand it, just places where inexplicably you could fall down an Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole and end up in uh, the Feywild. But maybe 
if you need an excuse to get someone into the uh, the Feywild, there could be any number of of quirky or clever doorways that take you there. I'm thinking the map leads you to a place that people know how to get to. Like they don't need the dotted red line on the map, so to speak. Like they'll see a predetermined trail written down. Okay. Say, oh fuck that! I don't need that. I can just skip it and go from A to B. But the thing about the map is you have to follow the scripted trail because that's how it leads you to a mundane portal. That's a very Fey thing. You got to be looking at the map to be able to see the thing that you're going towards. I like that. Yeah. Once you're in the Feywild, what do we think about for the Hose of Flight? It kind of sounds like something that would help us cross an obstacle like and it it, to me, it sounds like a fixture of a carnival. Like if there was Mm. a roving carnival that had like, I don't know, an apple cannon or a potato cannon like shit you find at the county fair imagine if it was just one of those that you could pilfer out <laughs> i feel like that's just the first context that the hose of flight makes any sense to me yeah at a carnival if it were in the context of a carnival i don't know if maybe you're traveling through an abandoned Feywild carnival or something and you're trying to maybe like do a little tower defense segment of some mm-hmm. kind you could use the hose of flight from the i don't know from the dunk tank mini game where you're supposed to shoot shit towards the target you could just use that to, like, fend off a crowd of things coming towards you. Maybe it's a carnival in which, although this is more ghosts than fey, maybe it's a, some sort of abandoned carnival in which the party has to perform carnival tricks to get out of it. Okay. Okay. Um, this is probably one of the more off-the-walls introductions we've made to a premise. Like, <laughs> like move over suggestions. We're going to get weirder. I mean, it's got to be. But I love it. It's got to be related to the Fey, right? Exactly. All I know about them is take any normal mundane idea and just make it weird. Make it real, real <laughs> weird. So this is like a carnival that's directly an obstacle to their path. And in order to traverse it, you have to perform a, a myriad of carnivalesque stunts. Yeah, the carnival's the living thing. And the former carnival performers were all trapped here because the carnival needs a performance to let you out. There's some kind of... Uh, uh, gotcha wordplay because that's how Faye do. They do binding verbal mm-hmm. contracts. I feel like there's some kind of line you can drop on the players that forces them to navigate the carnival. If the map goes through the carnival, you've got to go through the carnival. You know what would be great is if we just, you get to the carnival, you've got to buy a ticket for, say, five gold. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, there's also a terms and conditions along with it. <laughs> I love that. I like the idea of audience participation is required as like a big sign, which is normally enough to scare me away from anything. What you don't want to do is have to go to the improv show section of this carnival because that's just. Oh, no. Oh, no. The only prop they have is the toxic dagger. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, maybe that's where the toxic dagger comes in. And like whoever's attuned to it is using it as a stage knife or something. Mm -hmm. And then when someone else has to take possession of it as part of an improv skit or something or as part of a play that they're signed up for, they turn to use it as a prop dagger and they kill the guy that owns it. Spencer, Spencer, you have just come up. uh, You've got to put on a stage play and Someone has to get stabbed, but they will not give you a prop dagger. You have to. One of the thing, <laughs> one of the conditions of this is that it has to be a weapon you already have that you used to stab one of your compatriots. So you can use the talk, the sick dagger to stab them and not kill them and then give it to your friend and they killed the Draco Lich. I don't really know. 
I think we just put the Draco Lich in the carnival. That's where the Draco Lich is trapped. That's why the Draco Lich can't get out because he can't perform the rest of these carnival stunts by himself. Okay. Now I'm curious how him doing the, uh, or, or rather how him luring people into the carnival is going to help him escape. Like Can, he needs a, he needs a partner to participate in something with him. I, I think the way the carnival works, the, there's some amount of events at the carnival that are just always there, always up, always in ready to, to go condition. And once people go in there, a certain number of those events have to be performed or else you cannot get out. Okay. Because there's like a trapeze. You can't do that by yourself. You need a second person. So the Draco Lich has been trapped here. There are enough that require two people that the Draco Lich has not been able to get out. I see. And the Draco Lich, being a great spellcaster, can't summon any minions or anything, right? Are there maybe some rules? If you summon something into this carnival, it pops up as a... Uh, as a stuffed animal facsimile of whatever you've just summoned. What are we missing here right now? Mm, well, I mean, we need to establish whether or not the shield is here. I think since it's a carnival, there's a shield. One of the things in the carnival has a bunch of shields that are toy versions of the shield of Prelord. Okay. I'm into it. And maybe they just work as a regular shield. But also, also when you, when it gets hit, it like says a catchphrase of a paladin, like, Ah, the light shall prevail today. And another onomatopoeia is like clang, pascal, <laughs> shing. There's also a great a great hammer of Prelor that you can get that is also just a normal plus one pre great hammer, but it also says catchphrases. <laughs> Justice for the weak. Or maybe it only works if you say the catchphrase. I like that better. <laughs> the player has to yell out a palette and catchphrase to use either of these items otherwise they don't work i like that too and especially if that's one of the props in the stage play like that you're really hamming it up <laughs> to, to pick up the role <laughs> he's definitely a character in this stage play you know i gotta be honest did not think that we were gonna be able to pull this off i like this one yeah you have been listening to a remarkably delightful, bewitching episode of One Shot, One Quill. We want to thank everyone who has uh, uh, sent in suggestions. If you want to do that, you can do so by contacting us on Twitter at DNDPod. That is D-N-D-P-O-D. We would like to thank Morgan the Bard for his song, Ala Tavera del which is our theme song. We also want to thank uh, websites like Kassoon.com and Bacab's Blessed Blog. We've borrowed a handful of um, premises from them in the past. And uh, a thanks to everyone uh, who has reviewed us. That's super helpful. Please continue to do so. Uh, also, helps us get places like the Larry King Show. Also, just a friendly reminder, uh, for the last episode, which was our 25th, we released a full detailed uh, one-shot adventure module write-up of Hagarok Sour 16, which you can find on DMs Guild by following the link bit.ly slash Hagarok 25 which will also be in the description, I'm pretty sure. That's the most things we've ever promoted at the end of a show. If you want to catch me on YouTube, um, I do tabletop tutorials. Uh, I do video.